speaker. <laughs> hey, I'm sure Joe and Trish are having a great time down in South Carolina, seeing that new baby, holding that new baby. Time for all family to get together and everything. So they're having a great day. So today we're going to uh, be talking about the parables some more. The uh, as to, we're going to go read some scripture to start with here in chapter 13, 1 through 9. But we're going to start out with just 13, 1 and 2. Okay, that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and the great crowds gathered about him. So that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. So Jesus was speaking to the parables, and we're going to learn a lot about parables. I know I learned a lot. So, but in verse 10, the disciples came to him and asked him, Why do you speak to people in parables? And so we'll define, to give you a little more information about what a parable is here. A parable is commuting something important in a language the audience will understand and the value of the message. So his parables were teaching aids. He was teaching the people that were around him. A common description of a parable is that it is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. In this case, most people could see the story make sense as they all understood the farming. And we're going to get into a lot of different things about farming. So how many people here are gardeners and love digging in the dirt and doing all that stuff? And So you get pleasure out of that. When I grew up, I hated it. My mom and dad were in there all the time, all kind of gardens, flowers, and we had to pick weeds as a kid. You know, I, I think I pulled out a few of the, the good stuff by accident, or I was in a hurry to go play ball or something. But So I'm not the garden gardener at all. My gardener is giant eagle. That's where I go get my stuff, so, so, but, uh, so it's just good how, how God puts together, or Jesus put together this whole thing so people can really understand what's going on, and uh, so we're going to read some more of the scriptures here, and uh, it, the actual definition of this is the parable of the soils or parable of the sower, and we're going to identify that a little bit more when we get in here. So, but then Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he scattered the seed, some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it all up. Some fell in rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. 
other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, the other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop of a hundred times, sixty times, thirty times. Doesn't matter the quantity, but it's just that they did produce products that they could reuse the next year. They could eat it. They could do. So it's just that whole thing that the good soil produces something where the other three, not so much. And then, so like I started to say, the elements of the, the story, there's three main things happening here. And the sower is the first one, and the seed is the next one. And then there's four distinct soils that we're going to be talking about today. So the sower is the person who casts the same seed to all of the soils. So there, were, there wasn't just one favorite place or anything, but the sower is going to present the seed, which is, the seed is the word of the kingdom. Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world. Repentance is needs to be a part of God's kingdom for us to be a part of God's kingdom. So the soil types are defined by Jesus to the disciples. So we're going we're gonna to see the difference in, in each of these soils. It is not able to receive the seeds, the hard path. That is the first one where the, the surface is all uh, just flat and you can't get into it. And we have some of the, the pictures up here. This is, this is what we're going to be talking about. And uh, so the, the hard path is not able to receive seed. The difference in each soil is, is part of the whole, uh, what we see in the, the lie. You'll see more as we come together on this. But the birds ate this up. There was no germination. There was nothing there. There was no way that that seed was going to grow on that hard path. So, and the next one is the rocky ground. It has enough soil for some of the seed to grow in a short time, the shallow soil. And, you know, it germinated, but the fruit was born, and then all of a sudden it was scorched by the sun because there was... The, the warmth of the sun caused it to quickly germinate, but it also it led to the plant's demise. No roots due to no depth. So now in the thorny ground, we're getting into another um, a gardening thing here. We were talking about uh, the sower just went about and sowed the seeds just because he want, wants something to grow. But the weeds, the seeds, they didn't play well together. It germinates, but it does not bear fruit. The weeds choke it right out. So even today, gardeners know the need to be pulling weeds, something that I really hate, but just reminding you that 
even today, so that their good plants have all access to water and nutrients. So then now we're going to get into talking about what is the rich soil, the good soil. So every gardener today would be in love with having rich soil everywhere. Um, it's, so it's just various stages of the needs to be, the, the gardener just needs to just do what he does and plant the seed. And he gets a result or gets a, uh, up to a hundred times what one seed did so that then he can have food to eat, he can have food for next year. There is no judgment of one yield better than another. The point one seed can produce a much higher yield beyond itself. This is the hope of the sower. He will have grain to eat, and he will have seed for next year. So now Jesus is going to explain this to the, let me see here. So there's a, uh, a verse that I didn't put in here, but it's about in chapter, or in the chapter 13, verse 10, after Jesus had talked to all these people uh, that were following him when he uh, was out talking, and uh, the, the disciples said, why do you use the parable? You know, it's like they don't understand what he was trying to do, so he had to take time to explain to him, and now he's explaining that to us. So, so we're going to read some more scripture here. It's all in Matthew 13. This one's starting at 18 through 23. Now listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes in and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This seed was sown along the path. Then the seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and once receives its joy, but since he had no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Now in verse 22, the seed falling from among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of his life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. It was very selfish and wanted to have control to have things done his way. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding it 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is where we want to be. We want to be the good soil. And...
So now we're going to look at uh, each of these soils in, in more detail. The first soil, the hard path, this is a person who makes no effort to be in the kingdom of God. And Satan comes in and snatches him away. Hearing without understanding, superficial, uh, it has no goal, no ability to produce because of the, who he is in his heart, in his, what he does. So and in the second soul, soil, this person has no depth, but he hears the word and receives it with joy, but his heart has not changed. There's no depth, there's no root, there's no ability to withstand difficulties, specifically trials and persecution are around withering they disobey what they've heard. The scorching sun represents the fact that following Jesus will not always be fun. The, this is from a commentary, it wasn't. But uh, the third soil, the weedy and thorny soil, depth but in competition with the, the other, uh, uh, the weeds or whatever's in the, in the soil, that they have, it, they just choke it out. They're, the weeds are strong, and it's hard to compete. And uh, so he just wants a little bit of Jesus, this guy. He doesn't want to take the, make the effort to pull the weeds and get ready so that, so get the weeds out of his, out of his, mind or his life or his actions. So then there's a, uh, a scripture in Proverbs 11:28. Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. So now we're into the fourth soil, the rich soil. No rocks or weeds, soft, all broken up. This is what the gardeners would love to see. And it's ready to receive seed. The seed not only germinates, but it bears fruit. The plant itself is healthy. It grows and matures. It culminates in bearing more seed, more word of the kingdom. Some will bear more than others. Regardless, the people far and greater than the original seed. This is what we expect seeds to do, produce more fruit than what we planted. So how can we apply this parable today? So the soils, the, the, the message, the parable, the soils can be for, any, for anyone, from the non-believer to the gospel, hearing the gospel, but really not digging into the gospel. He's just putting on the, on the, uh, on the mask of wanting to look like he, he's a child of God, but he's not. So, the, so examples of a believer being in the soil. Anyone can be in the soil in 
this is in chapter 13, verse 19. But the, the hard path believer is not able to listen to instruction. I don't, uh, like the hard soil, the seed bounces off and has no effect. But I'm sure you, everybody has met people that they're just not able to listen. They don't want to listen, especially when you're talking to them about the Lord and what he done. And uh, so this is a spiritual issue. So when God says no, I am willing to die, to, to dive in, even though God said so. The hardened heart will not respond to God's word. So now the rocky soil has no depth. So this person, they say they are a believer, but doesn't really show. It's easy for them to submit to the old them, even if they're trying to have a relationship with God. It's not a high priority with them. They're just, they simply just don't trust the Lord in trials, nor do they have any eternal view of life. They may expect life to always be happy under Jesus. Now, I know people, they face the same issues year after year. This is a very big in our, in our culture that we think we know more about what we should be doing than what we actually do. So the, in the weedy soil, this believer also hears the truth, but there are so many distractions in his life. And I think everybody can identify with this. You know, people that just love money. It's all about activities. It's all about work. Any excuse that come up, they're going to find it to keep us from God's word, from not being in that. So they're trying to serve two masters, themselves and God, and, and it just doesn't click that way. The person is usually too busy, but he can go play golf, or he can go hunting, or he can go do those things, but he can't seem to... Uh, have time for God. So now the rich soil, this believer not only hears and believes, but he acts. And that's one of the things that I think is really important that we have to act. Even We know what we have, but he acts on the word of the, king, the kingdom he hears, the scripture that uh, God puts in front of us. As he grows mature, it's only natural for him to produce fruit. That can be sown to other hearts. In short, his life and expression make a difference in soils. He is ready to interact with people in the other three soils. And so what is the nature of this fruit? It's just... He definitely has that relationship with God. He has the Holy Spirit in his life. So, and then a question. Can a soil be changed? How, anybody? <laughs> can it be changed? Yeah. So, 
This was a really uh, got me thinking about my life and what happened. I was, I was in all the soils at different periods of my life. And uh, I, I grew up in a great Christian home and were very open about the relationships they had with Jesus and serving others. But then, you know, I kind of did that for a while. And then I got high school happened. And then college happened. And there I was in the hard path. I came to the conclusion that living in that soil was not good. I kind of played at being a Christian and in my time with other people my age. I knew from my parents and people from our church that God wanted a relationship with me, and I just blocked them out, didn't want to hear any of that stuff. So the rocky soil had a big influence where I knew about God, but I really didn't have a strong relationship with him and the gift of his son. I still wanted to do the things that I wanted. I set my own rules that conflicted many times with God. I was learning, it was a learning time. And finally I realized my only answer was to connect with people who were that good soil and produce fruit. And I became one of the fruits that these people had a huge, huge, huge influence on my life. Was the change God performed in me and after a while, I was sharing the importance, importance of the good soil. I have been blessed living, living in the good soil. Having relationships with God has been and is so important to me. So God is working. And, and that we, have, we have that relationship with him, all from the experience in God. And we want to join him in what he's doing. So the so so any gardener, we're going to get back to the specifics here. Any gardener knows soil can be made fertile, but it takes work. Even in clay soil, people can do the you know if you plow it, if you dig it out, bring haul in good stuff. So, and then I was just talking to the uh, the Bruin um, a greenhouse guy. He's already planting seeds, you know, to get it ready so that when people want to come, he's the expert. He's the one that is going to, if you don't know what you're doing, he's the one to ask. And uh, so the... We just need to prepare ourselves for what's happening around us. There's a whole lot of negativity, and like I've said, use the words, it's all about me world. And uh, so we've got a couple other things that uh, I wanted to, uh, here's a scripture in Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth sprout, 
giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose and shall succeed in the things for which I have sent. And then the next uh, scripture I want to read here too is God tilled Israel and Judah is the highlight of that. But in, in verse 3, for, us, for thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow it not among the thorns. So they had, God spoke directly to them as to they need to get it together. And so can we be stuck on one soil with one issue and another soil with something else? We need to hear and obey when we are, when we hear regardless of the issue. Sowing righteousness for yourselves reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up the unplowed ground for it's time to seek the Lord until he comes the showers of his righteousness on you that was in Hosea 10:12 so as we look at what I just was speaking about all the different soils and what God does and so he doesn't give up on the on the rocky soils or the flat soils or the weed soils he's always there so but if we if we can get be able to communicate in a way that the people that are on the flat surface that they can see there's something different in us that can make a difference in them so 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 Jesus is sowing the seed at the moment of teaching us. So we're done. I hope this was informative and that uh, we got... So let's see. So we're going to do a pause and pray now. If... So here are the four things. Uh, Lord, help me to re be receptive to your work. Not harden like the path. Deepen my relationship with you. Prepared for service and challenge of the world. Forgive me when, I, when the cares of this world take me away from your word and your prayer. Thank you for your word and the gift of salvation that brings life. So let's take a few minutes and and do the have the pause and pray time.
Father God, we just uh, thank you so much for not giving up on us as we've, some of us have had the, been in difficult situations and different times in our lives, but you, you, you're there, and we just got to look for you, because you are there for anything that we need, because you are our God, you are our friend. You're our teacher. You just want to have a life relationship with us so that our goal is to be in that good soil so that we can share what wonderful things you have done for me that they, that God can do for you. Uh, I just think there's a lot of things that are conflicting people's minds and there's some false things out there and but God you are the true one and we know that and we want to serve you 
And we want to thank you for your love and for your teaching and guiding. We want your guidance, God, in all that we do. And um, we just thank you so much for the, the message that we have hope in you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So the music folks can come up, and I'll read the announcements here. So we got a very good thing on the, the, the finances. As of the end of last month, we are... $3,405 over budget. So thank you. That's a really good thing. There was times where that was a big number the other way. So we appreciate that. Uh, and then this, this will be the last week to offer input in regards to David Rupp be becoming a, a deacon for us. So if you have anything... And where's Christy? She can't talk on this. So, no, but please contact me here, Joe. Uh, and then, Lori, are you... Lori's going to talk to us about the living in liberty that Joe's been a part of. Thank you. Shopping and there's soap on sale, you know, go ahead. 